This is Dr. Jonathan Shaw. I want to thank you for tuning in to Crown Ministries Podcast today. We hope that this message transforms you and encourages you to pursue God's presence in a greater way. Enjoy the message. I have something that I want to share with you today, and we're going to do it a little bit differently, but I believe that you still are going to be blessed. So are you ready for the word of God? Are you ready to enter into the presence of the Lord? Come on and join me today as we prepare to go right into the presence of the Lord. Get your Bibles. We're going to go into the word of God. But today, I don't want to just preach to you. I know that we used to preaching and teaching and hollering, and even in quarantine, I've hollered a little bit. I've preached a little bit. But today, I don't want to sweat, and I don't want to holler, and I want to scream at you. Today, I want to preach to you. I want to talk to you. I want to minister to you as a person. I want to minister to your soul. I want to touch your mind. I want to affect your psyche and your thinking today. Today, if you allow me to minister with the gift of counseling and minister to you the word of God and really get to the nitty-gritty, to the root some of your challenges and your problems. I believe the Lord can heal you right there where you are. So I want to talk today. If it's all right, if you allow me uh, in your home, in your bedroom, wherever you are, wherever you're watching, just allow me to have a conversation with you. You know, I often teach here at Crown Ministries that we're made up of three parts. We are body, we're soul, we're spirit. Those are the three parts of us. But we're really a spiritual being that live in a body but we have a soul, a consciousness. We are spiritual beings that live inside of a body, but we have a soul. Now we concentrate on many of those parts. We concentrate on our body. We fix our hair, we bathe, we shower, we, we do our fingers, nails, and our, our, get our feet done and all of the great things that we do to our body. We wash it, we perfume it, we take care of it. With our spirit, we pray. We talk to God. We commune with God. We come to worship. We come to church. We read our Bible. Those are all spiritual things. We fast. It's being spiritual and tending to our spirit. How often is it that you deal with your soul? How often is it that you deal with the soulish part of you, the center of your intelligence, the center of your emotions, the center of your feelings, your thoughts, your cravings, your desires? Your soul is the house that dwell, that all of those things dwell in. If you don't deal with your soul or what society now calls soul care, my brother, my sister, you're going to find yourself in dangers that you probably don't know how to get out of. But I'm here to tell you there is hope in Jesus. I'm here to tell you that there is a way out and there is a way to escape. The Bible promises us in Corinthians that with every temptation, he will provide to us a way to escape. For there is no temptation that is common to man. In other words, he's going to give us a way to get out of this. And those of you who are dealing with psychological, emotional attacks, I'm here to tell you today that God wants to heal you. God wants to deliver you. God wants to set you free. And we're going to talk about some of that today. So come on. I know we're used to preaching and teaching, but today I got my chair and I just want to talk with you for a moment. Is that all right? If we just sit down and have a conversation, if we are just communicate with each other, and if we just talk for a little while, I believe that God can give us deliverance. So if you have your Bible, get your Bible. Get your Bible, and we're going to go straight to the Word of God. And one verse of Scripture is what we're going to uh, dwell on today. One verse of Scripture. I want you to get a Psalm 34. 
Psalm 34 and verse number four. For your convenience, it's right here on the screen. Psalm 34 and four says this. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Mm. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, I want to deal with this today. And I want to talk to you from a message entitled, Attacking Anxiety. Attacking Anxiety. Anxiety. That's right. We're going to get down to some things today. We're going to deal with some stuff today. And I believe that God's going to give you deliverance and he's going to give you freedom and he's going to meet you right there at your point of need. And we're going to talk about attacking anxiety. You've been attacked by anxiety, but now it's time for you to get on the offensive and it's time for us to attack anxiety. Can you join me in prayer? Father, it is in Jesus' name that we thank you and we praise you. We honor you for your goodness, your mercy, your love, and your kindness towards us. You are God. You are good. You have blessed us again this Sunday morning, my God, and we're rejoicing. We're in the eighth month, the first Sunday of the eighth month. It's already here, and we thank you for bringing us all the way through and all the way out. Now, God, move by your spirit. Have your way. Speak your mind. Reveal your will. Talk to us like a therapist today. Talk to us like a counselor. Talk to us, oh God, like a psychologist and psychiatrist. Talk to us, God, so that we can come off the edge, so we can be delivered and set free because your words are powerful. Your, your words create universes. Your words create heaven and earth. Your words cause things to stop and causes things to go. So speak your word, reveal your will. Uh, Father, we thank you today. Your mind will be revealed through your word. And we will receive your word in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. We declare it done and so. Come on, everybody, say amen. We're going to talk about attacking anxiety today. And I want to look for just a moment where we are and where we've been in our world. For the last couple of months, March, April, May, June, July, for five months, 150 days plus, we've been quarantined in the house, shut down, shelter in place. And so many things have been affected. None of us that are alive have ever been in a pandemic before. Now, pandemics have happened in our world. Pandemics have happened in our culture. But none of us have ever been in a pandemic before. So we don't know what to do. We don't know where to go. We don't know what the policies and the procedures are. We don't always know how to handle it. We don't know where to go, who to talk to, who to listen to, who to trust. There's an opinion about everything coming from everybody. And these things that have come up in our world will cause one, any one of us, to be nervous, to be fearful, to be afraid. I'm going to be transparent with you today. Listen, I've pastored. For 17 years, Crown Ministries, this great, wonderful church, the Royal Worship Center. And I had a little bit of experience, only a little bit, because I passed for 17 years. But I've never passed in a pandemic before. So all of this is brand new. More than what I've ever experienced, more than any knowledge that I have, more than anything that I've ever read in the textbook. No one told me that this was going to happen. I didn't know something like this was coming. I'm going to be very honest with you. In the beginning and even in the middle and sometimes even days to come, 
there's a level of fear that comes upon me. I get afraid. Yep, the pastor, the prophet, the teacher, the bishop designate, Dr. Shaw. Yeah, I get afraid because I don't know what's going to become of the season that we're in. There is a fear of the unknown. There is the fear of what will happen. There's a fear of also, as being a pastor, a father, a husband, a provider, there's a fear of making the wrong decision. Should I do this? Should I decide this? Should I go this way? Should I go that way? How should I handle what's about to happen? So there's a fear of making the wrong decision and getting other people in trouble or life in jeopardy because something I decided. I don't know if you ever felt it. I don't know if you would admit it uh, yourself, but I fear it. Now, I know the scripture. I'm going to help you with it in just a moment. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power and love in the sound mind. Now, just because God didn't give it to us doesn't mean we don't have it. Because there's lots of things that we have that God didn't give to us. So I've been fearful. I've been afraid in this season. And for the last 150 plus days, there has been a great level of uncertainty in our world and in our society. We need to talk about it. I know some of you sitting there in your house right now, you have great concerns that you don't talk about. And you know what we often do? We lie. We say everything is fine, everything is good, but it's not true. Everything is not okay as you say it is. And I've discovered something, and maybe you will admit this too, that it is okay to say, I'm not okay. It's, it doesn't display weakness. It doesn't display that you don't have it together. It means you're human. It means that you're really living in a very real situation. It's okay to say I'm not okay. The Lord had to deal with me and he, he told me, he said, I want to remind you that it's in your weakness my strength is made perfect. I said, yeah. He said, so if you keep telling me that you're strong, then you'll never experience my perfect strength. Sometimes we need to come to God and say, I'm weak. I can't take it. This that's going on, I don't understand it and I'm nervous. I'm afraid. I'm fearful. I know you didn't give me fear, but I got it, and I want to get rid of it, and I need you to help me today. I know that there are many of you today that are being attacked by anxiety. You're having anxiety attack, and some may even have an anxiety disorder. And I want to really relate to you and let you know that there's a difference. You can have an anxiety attack and not necessarily have anxiety disorders. But because of the uncertainty of our times, because of the instability of the world that is around us, anxiety attacks have become more normal among people who thought they could never feel what they have been feeling in the last couple of months. I want to talk to you from the scripture, and I want to minister to you the word of God, that we don't only have to be able to be attacked, but as believers, as Christians, we also have the ability to attack. Most times we live our life in defensive mode. We're defending ourselves from the things that's being thrown at us and the things that are being sent to us and the things that's coming our way. So we live defensively and we always got up shields and we always got up protection barriers and we always trying to, to keep ourselves safe by preservation. But brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, to really live life, you cannot live it in defense mode. But you have to get on the offensive and you have to get 
affirmative and aggressive and say, listen, I'm not going to be attacked, but I'm going to attack the thing that's attacking me. I need you to make this declaration over your life right now, right there where you are listening to this message. I want you to say, I'm ready to attack the thing that's attacking me. I'm tired of being punked. I'm tired of being bullied by thoughts, imaginations, and ideas and concepts. I'm tired of being bullied by worry and stress. I'm tired of being attacked by anxiety. Today, I am determining that I'm going to attack anxiety. I'm going to attack it. I'm going to attack what's attacking me. I'm going to curse the cursor. I'm going to send it back from whence it has come. And today, I'm going to share with you through the word of God. When you talk about putting on the whole armor of God, when we talk about the helmet of salvation, that's something to defend you. You're talking about your loins girt about with you, that's something to protect you. Shield, of uh, 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 the breastplate of righteousness, that's something to protect you. Feet shot with the preparation of the gospel, something to protect you. Shield of faith, something to protect you. There's only one weapon of offense. There's only one thing that we have in the armor of God that attacks the enemy that's attacking you. And that is the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Today, would you join me in the word of God as we begin to attack the spirit of anxiety? I need you to know very quickly what anxiety is because there's a lot of confusion in our world. Now, let me say this right off the bat. I don't uh, prescribe myself to be any counselor, any therapist. I'm not a psychiatrist or a psychologist. I'm simply an anointed servant of the Lord that has his ear pressed to the mouth of God. And I want to be sensitive to your needs and the need of God to minister to you concerning his heart today. I want those of you who deal with anxiety to really know what it is. What is anxiety? Anxiety is simply distress or uneasiness of mind caused by fear or danger or misfortune. Again, anxiety is distress or uneasiness of mind caused by fear of danger or misfortune. A fear of danger or misfortune. Several of you have had anxiety attacks in the last couple of months, uh, hearing about a virus where, uh, again, three quarters of a million people have died in the world. Hearing about a virus that you really can't see, can't detect, that you don't even know you have. It can cause anxiety. It can cause the fear of danger or misfortune. When you hear that people are dying, people you loved, people you were friends with, and people who were dear to your heart, dying and leaving this earth to never come back again, can cause a great fear of danger to come upon you. And so many of you have been attacked by that anxiety. Some of the symptoms of anxiety are this. It's asphyxiation on outcomes to Focus your attention on what's going to be the outcome, what's going to become of this. That's a symptom of anxiety. Another symptom of anxiety is restlessness or difficulty concentrating. Where you can't control your thoughts and you can't concentrate and you, you're restless. That could be a symptom of anxiety. Problems making a decision could be a symptom of anxiety. Worrying about worrying. When you worry so much that you start worrying about how much you worry, that could be a symptom of anxiety. To have fatigue, irritability, headaches, because anxiety, though it is an attack on the mind, ladies and gentlemen, it also affects the physical body. 
So sometimes your body fatigue and, and, and you feel exhausted, You're, you get irritable, and uh, you often have headaches. Those could be signs of anxiety. Even when you start sweating, sweating could be another sign of anxiety. When you're doing nothing, no strenuous activity, you're not working out your body, you're not in the gym, but all of a sudden you have thoughts and those thoughts lead to sweating. That could be anxiety. It also could lead to shortness of breath. To shortness of breath, you feel like you're gasping, sensations of choking. Uh, you start feeling like you're choking or you have shortness of breath. That could be a symptom of anxiety. Insomnia. Uh-oh. For all of you night owls or those of you who go to bed but don't go to bed, you laying in the bed but you don't go to sleep, you spend uh, uh, many hours up till 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, 5 o'clock. How many times during the quarantine have you seen the sun come up? Insomnia could be a symptom of anxiety. Irrational fears. Irrational fears. Now, there are certain fears that are common, like fear of heights, fear of snakes, <laughs> fear of mice. You know, we have those fears. But when fears become irrational, where it, it takes away your ability to think or to function, or you are creating imaginations outside of rational thought. Having those kinds of fears, irrational fears, could be a symptom of anxiety. Another symptom of anxiety could be indigestion, to not be able to digest your food. Uh, uh, sometimes even to lose your appetite altogether, but to not to be able to clearly digest food and have irritable bowel syndrome and to have, have you know, what the children call bubble guts. Those could be symptoms of anxiety. Now, I don't suggest to you at all that all of these symptoms together, that if you have them, then you have anxiety. No, 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 not at all. But I'm saying that if those things are prevalent in your life and these things are active in your life, there could be a spirit of anxiety that is haunting you and tormenting you. And let me say this emphatically and unapologetically to share with you. I'm not a counselor or therapist. Anxiety is a spirit. Oh, yeah, it's a spirit. It comes to attack our mind. It comes to attack our thoughts. It comes to battle against us. The Bible says that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rules of the darkness of this world, and spiritual wickedness in high places. So anxiety is not a person. Anxiety is not a happening. Anxiety is not a thing. Anxiety is a spirit purposefully coming to attack your thoughts and your mind. But today... We're coming to attack anxiety. I need you to say that in the comments. I come to attack anxiety. Well, Dr. Sharp, would you tell us how do we attack anxiety? I'm going to tell you in four steps how to attack anxiety. Are you ready? Come on, let's rock. First thing to attack anxiety, first thing you've got to do is you must confess that you have anxiety. you got to confess it. You got to confess. The Bible says in James 5, 16, confess your faults one to another and pray one to another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. To confess it. The greatest lie that many of us tell is, I'm okay. I'm fine. I'm good. As long as you're lying, 
you can never receive deliverance. You can't be free from a demon you're comfortable with. My God, brothers, sisters, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to have to admit it. You're going to have to confess. I said I wasn't going to holler, huh? but I'm trying to help you today. You're going to have to confess something's going on with me that's abnormal. It's not right to feel this way, to function or behave this way. There is something wrong with me. People don't want to admit that nowadays because we're so busy trying to paint the picture on social media and in life that we got it together. We're trying to live with the Joneses with the Smith's income. We're trying try to keep up with everybody else. But the reality is something's going on in my mind that doesn't let me run on. Something's going on in my head that doesn't let me function and behave appropriately. I can't engage in relationship and engage in life. And I feel reserved and I feel left out and I feel isolated. These thoughts are causing these things to happen. And I need to confess it. Part of confessing is finding somebody that you can trust. Oh, let me tell you. Let me tell you. You can't trust everybody. You can't confess it with everybody. Let me, let me give you this pointer right here. Only confess your problems in front of people that have the power to help you through it. Let me say that again. Only confess your problems with people who have the power to help you through it. Thing is, you got to perceive that they can help you. You got to perceive that they have power to help you through it. You cannot convince yourself that they are just as powerless as you are. Many times, we have been left out of opportunities of deliverance only because we didn't trust that somebody else had the power to bring us out of it. Brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, remember when uh, Moses went to Israel and told Pharaoh, let my people go, let the children of Israel go? Israel had to be convinced that Moses could get them out. They had to follow him. Oh, it has been made available. Opportunities have come, but you haven't taken advantage of it. Because you won't confess that you have a problem and you won't trust who's before you or who God sent to you. God is sending you people. He's sending you real brothers, real friends, real sisters. He's sending you real ride and dies, but you're going to have to trust them enough to confess it. Who is it that you talk to? Who is it that you can be real in front of? Watch this. That's not just going to be a listening ear and thank God for listening ears, but that's also going to have power to deliver you out. Look at what, again what James 5, 16 says. It says, confess your faults one to another. And then it says, and pray for one another. Don't confess if they can't pray. But this is what it says that really blessed me. It says that you may be healed. Confession leads to healing. If you want to be healed from the spirit of anxiety, confession is step number one. St. Augustine said it like this, and I quote, The confession of evil works is the first beginning of good works, end quote. St. Augustine again says that I quote, The confession of evil works is the first beginning of good works, end quote. Confession is the first step to attacking anxiety. Confess it. I got it. I've been filled with anxiety. I'm anxious. We try to be superheroes and super saints. We try to be, you know, a, a, a comic book a, a, a characters. But the truth of the matter is, we're not Superman. We're Clark Kent. The truth of the matter is, we got issues. We got problems. And we need to confess it. There's someone who can help us through it. 
The second way to attack, step number two to attack anxiety is after you confess it, you must learn how to control it. Uh-huh. Anxiety can be controlled. Yes, I know it's hard, it's difficult, and it's uh, almost impossible to believe, but anxiety can be controlled. Tell me how to control it, Dr. Shaw. Uh, you can control uh, anxiety because anxiety is dealing with self-control. Controlling oneself. It's called temperance, which is part of the fruit of the spirit. Temperance. Self-control. It's amazing that when uh, in Genesis, God uh, created the heavens and the earth, and then he created man and formed them from the dust of the ground. When man uh, began to exist and function upon the earth, the first thing that God told man was, I want you to have dominion and rule over everything that flies, over everything that crawls, over everything that swims, every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. He says, even have dominion over the earth. Ironically enough, God made man from the earth. I believe that God was telling the man in that statement to have dominion over the earth was have dominion over yourself. Because you can't control the animals if you can't control you. You can't control what crawls or what creeps if you can't control you. The first thing you've got to control is you've got to control yourself. When anxiety comes upon you, it causes you to lose control. But I'm here to tell you, brothers and sisters, you can have self-control. I often say this. If you lose control to have control, then you've never been in control. You can control it. You can control it. Yes, absolutely. You can control it. Let me prove it to you in scripture. Luke chapter 4, verse 23. Luke 4, 23, Jesus talking. And he said unto them, you will surely say unto me this proverb, physician, heal thyself. Whatsoever we have heard done in Capernaum, do also here in this country. Physician, heal thyself. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, if you are battling with anxiety, it's time to be on the attack. And the way to attack anxiety is to embrace self-control. Physician, heal yourself. You can't sometimes wait till other people get around. You can't get somebody on the phone. They're not going to always reply or respond to your text message. You're going to have to figure out how to gain control when anxiety is trying to get control. Controlling is the second way to attack anxiety. Also, the Bible says in 2 Timothy 1, 7, we've heard this a million times and I quote it again. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, it says, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love. Watch this. And of a sound mind. Ironically enough, there are some versions of translations that says of self-control. Soundness of mind is self-control. Come on, help me confess. I can control the anxiety. I can control the anxiety. It was when Jesus found the man that was laying upon his bed of affliction that Jesus looked at him and said, take up thy bed and walk. Now Jesus sees the man that's lame. He sees him down on his feet. He sees him laying on his bed. And the way that they transported this man was on his bed. They moved him around on his bed. They controlled the man by his bed, by his mattress. But Jesus looks at the man and said, take up what used to control you and now you control it. I'm here to tell you today, 
Anxiety controls how you think. It controls how you feel. It controls where you go. It controls what you do. But today, I admonish you and tell you, take up your bed. Take up what used to control you. Take up anxiety and you control it. You got to control it. You can control it. You will control it. It's time to control it. You've got to be in control. You got to be in control. I know, I know. You you want you want everybody else to tell you what to do and how to do and when to do it. No, 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 no. You've got to have self-control. Second point of attacking anxiety is control, which leads me to my third attack on anxiety. First, confess it. Second, control it. Controlling. How do you control it, Dr. Shaw? Number three, calm. Be calm. Confess that you have anxiety. Control your anxiety and calm it down. Calm it down. Calm down. Calm down. Somebody come on, say it in the comments for me. Calm down. Calm down. Calm down because you've got a future. Calm down because there is a hope. Calm down because there is a way to escape. But in order to know how to do it, in order to develop the strategy, you're going to have to learn to calm down. Calm down, my brother. Calm down. My sister. Calm down. Calm down. You can calm down. And there are certain methods and certain uh, practices that we could do that can help us calm down. Here's some things. Uh, what I call the ABCs of calming down. You ready for it? The ABCs of calming down. Number one, acknowledge that you're excited. Acknowledge that you have anxiety. They're going to acknowledge and confessing again. When you got to A, acknowledge. Acknowledge that things are not going right. I don't feel right. Uh, my mind ain't acting right. Acknowledge it. Number two, breathe. You know, most of the times when we are being attacked by anxiety, we forget to breathe. And when oxygen is not getting to your brain, you don't make good decisions. You need to acknowledge this is not right. I don't like this and start breathing so you can make a decision to get out of it. A, acknowledge. B, breathe. C, is you got to channel or change your thoughts. <laughs> channel or change your thoughts. If you continue to concentrate on the problem, then you can never discover the solution. You're going to have to rechannel and change your thinking, change your focus, change your perception. My brother, my sister, I say often this, that you can never change the way a person think about a thing, but you can change the way they see it. And if they change the way they see it, then hopefully they'll change the way they think about it. You got to change your focus, change your thinking, channel your thoughts in a different direction. If you channel all your thoughts, your attention, and your energy towards the problem or what could happen or the fear or the worry or the stress, then anxiety is where you're going to remain. But you have the power to put a detour sign on the road of anxiety. You have the power to refocus, to rechannel yourself and change your thinking and go into a new direction. You're going to have to calm down by changing your focus. A, acknowledge. B, breathe. C, channel your thinking. Change your focus. D, is you're going to have to debrief. Now that I've changed my thoughts, now that I have changed uh, and channeled my thinking and my focus, I'm going to have to debrief. That requires me to think about this. Let me think about this. Let me think about this for a minute. 
Let me think about this. Let me re-channel with the re-channel focus and re-channel thinking. Let me think on this. Let me think. Let me really think how, how this could be better, how this could turn out good. Let me debrief. Let me assess it. Examine it. Let me evaluate it. That's debriefing. That's debrief. Let's debrief. And last, last, A is acknowledge, B is breathe, C is challenge or channel your focus or your thinking, D is to debrief, to think about it, and E, the E, how to calm down, exit. Get out of anxiety. Get out of it. I get out of anxiety. I, I, get, I get out of this thinking. I get out of this mindset. I get out of this thought. I leave this. I X it. The idea is my ex. The thinking is my ex. Worry is my ex. Today, I need to tell you, you've got the authority to exit. It's time to divorce your stress and marry your assignment. I don't know who this is for, but I want to preach to you today. And I want to talk to you today. And I want to tell you that God is signing a divorce decree. That he is breaking the covenant that you have developed with anxiety, with fear, and stress. And God is giving you permission to walk into your future, your hope, and your prophecy. It is time for you to exit. Exit, 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 exit. First Peter 5, 7. Can I give it to you? First Peter 5, 7 says, casting all your cares upon him for he cares for you. I said I wasn't going to holler, but I feel a holler because somebody about to come out of it. Somebody's about to be loosed from anxiety. Somebody is ready and geared up for war to attack the thing that's been attacking them because he cares for us. So I can throw this all on God. I can throw. You know what helps me to calm down? When I can throw all this on God. I'm stressed. I'm worried. I'm tired. I want to kick everybody out the house. I want to, come on, put out the children. I want to put out the dog. I don't want to feed nobody. I don't want to cook nothing. I don't want to pay no bill. Come on, let's talk like we're talking, the way we're talking. Can we be real today? I don't want to cook for nobody. I don't want to change no diapers. I don't want to pay no bills. I don't want to be responsible to anyone or anything today. I'm through with it. Come on, anxiety bursts burnout. Anxiety bursts frustration and anxiety and all of these things come out of this mindset, but today the word of God says I can throw my cares on him. I can throw my cares on him. I serve a God that can handle my stuff. He can handle my stress. He can handle my anxiety. He can handle my fear. He can handle my aggravation. He can handle my frustration. And you can cast it on him. Throw it on him. Release it to him. For he can handle it. Who am I helping today? Who am I helping today? Aren't you glad that we serve a God who can handle it? He can handle it. He can handle it. Woo. How do we attack anxiety, Dr. Shaw? One, we confess it. Two, we control it. Three, we calm. And the last step, the last thing, the last thing, hallelujah to God, the way to attack anxiety is you cancel it. Oh, God. Cancel it, cancel it. Can I preach to you the word of God? 2 Corinthians 10 and 5. 2 Corinthians 10 and 5, you heard it. It says, cast down imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of 
Christ, my God. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I call it cancel it, but the Bible said cast it out. My God, the way that you attack it, the last step to attacking anxiety is to cancel it, is to cast it out. He said, cast down every imagination. What's an imagination? An imagination is a created thought. It's a created thought. And some of our anxieties have been created. It's not really going to happen. It's not even possible that it's going to occur or happen. But we created it because we have very vibrant imaginations. We have very vivid imaginations. We got very full imaginations. But when those imaginations, come on, watch this, exalts itself against who we know God to be, we have permission to cancel it. We have permission to cast it down. When you have a thought, when you have a creative imagination that, watch this, challenges who you know God is, you then have permission to throw it away. You have permission to pull it down. You have permission to cancel it. You have permission to cast it down. Cast down imaginations. Come on, cancel, cancel, cancel it, cancel it. And then when you cancel it, and then when you cast it down, then the second part of the verse says, and bring it into captivity. Woo! Bring it into prison. <laughs> Some of you have felt like you've been in a prison. You can't move. You can't function. You can't move into your future. You can't move. You've been wanting to write a book. You've been wanting to start a business. You've been wanting to move into a relationship. But anxiety comes and it arrests you and it, it incarcerates you. And you become locked into a prison called fear. You become locked into a prison called uh, anxiety. You're so anxious and you're sitting there nervous and afraid of possibilities. You fear possibilities. You fear what could happen, what may happen. Come on here. And you're in this prison. But when you cancel anxiety, when you attack anxiety, you cast down those imaginations and you put anxiety in the prison that you used to be in. Come on. You switch places. Instead of it controlling you, you now control it and you put it in the prison and you throw away the key. Oh God. But look at what the text says. The text tells us what kind of prison to put the imagination and the thought in. The kind of prison the scripture says to put it in is put it into the prison called the obedience of Christ. Hallelujah, hallelujah, which means there is a suggestion when we're filled with anxiety, when we're filled with fear, when we're filled stress, watch this, that there is a suggestion that we could operate in disobedience. But when we cast it down, we cast it down and we cage it. We cast it down and we put it in prison. We cast it down and we captivate it. How do we captivate it? What kind of prison do we captivate it in? In the prison called the obedience of Christ. Ah, which means anxiety can't move because I'm obedient to Christ. Anxiety can't function because I'm obedient to Christ. Anxiety can't have its way because I'm letting the Lord have his way. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Cancel it, cancel it, cancel it. I dare you tell somebody it's time to cancel it. 
It's time to cast it out. God, I said I wasn't going to holler. I said I wasn't going to scream. But somebody, I believe, is getting delivered. Someone is getting set free. Someone, the yoke is being destroyed off of your neck today by the anointing. Because we're going to cancel. We're going to cancel it. We're going to cancel it. Let me put my glasses back on. Let me let me calm down here. Watch this. Uh, nowadays, there's a culture called the cancel culture. You heard of it? The cancel culture, also known as the call-out culture. It describes a form of boycott in which someone has performed an act that is considered a violation of today's social justice norms. Even if those acts occurred very long ago, it, it, it is thrust out of social or professional circles, either online or social media or in the real world or both. They are said to be canceled. In other words, when you have performed an act that is considered a violation of social justice norms, if anxiety is performing acts and making you perform behaviors that are outside of who you really are and who you are called to be, I want you to join the cancel culture and cancel it. We cancel anxiety. That's how we're going to attack it. We cancel it. No, 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 no. We don't lie and say we don't have it because step number one to attack it is we got to confess it. But after we confess it, watch this, we control it. And after we control it, then we, we what we do? We calm down. And after we calm down, we cancel that joker. You are canceled today. I serve notice on the spirit of anxiety and I say you are canceled. You are canceled out of the heart of the people of God. You are canceled out of every believer. You are Cancel out of their mind. You are canceled out of their thoughts. You are canceled out of their uh, out of their thinking and their psyche. You are canceled today. Today I break and destroy the yokes and the chains of anxiety that has gripped you, that kept you from applying for the job, that kept you from going back to school, that kept you from loving and getting married, that kept you from being the author and the business owner and the entrepreneur, that kept you from embracing your future because it locked you in your past today. We cancel it. It's canceled. It's canceled. I need somebody to holler. It's canceled. I need somebody to declare it. It's canceled. The power of death and life is in your tongue. I'm tired of being attacked by anxiety. I'm tired of anxiety attacks. I'm tired of being overwhelmed with fear, nervousness. I'm tired of shaking in my boots. I'm tired of sweating. I'm tired of stressing and worrying. I'm tired of it. If you're tired of it, let's attack it. Let's attack anxiety. Let's attack this spirit. Let's attack. Let's go to work on it. Let's put intentional work towards this thing and cancel it in the name of Jesus. Brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, today we are attacking anxiety. And if you have suffered anxiety, if you, you've been in a place where you seem like you couldn't get rid of it, today the Lord wants to deliver you. The Lord wants to set you free. Psalm 34 and 4 says again, I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all my fears. This is how, this is how we get rid of anxiety. I sought the Lord and he hears me and he delivers me from all of my fears. Today, deliverance is real. Deliverance is possible. Oftentimes, anxiety plays on the possibilities. Today, 
I want you to know that deliverance is also possible. You can be free. You can be free. Yes, you, you got it. Yes, it goes on. Yes, this happens with you. But I'm here to tell you that you can be free. And one of the ways to be free is to attack anxiety. Attack anxiety. I'm tired of being attacked. But today I determined to attack the anxiety that's been attacking me. The Bible says to be anxious for nothing. But by prayer and supplication, make your request known unto God with thanksgiving. Brothers and sisters, today, we refuse to be anxious. We refuse to be stressed. We refuse to uh, be uneasy because of a fear of danger or misfortune. We refuse it. And we now determine to walk into a place of peace, and the kind of peace that passes all understanding that keeps our heart and our mind through Christ Jesus. Today, if you have anxiety, I want you to stretch your hands towards this screen. And I want you to pray with me. And I want to pray a prayer of deliverance. I want to pray a prayer that's going to get you free forever for the rest of your days. Now, it's going to be a fight. It's going to be a war. And you're going to have to do some work. But you can be free from anxiety. Today, if that's you, come on, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray right now for that man, that woman. I pray for that great gift that you have put in this earth. I pray for that writer, that author, that business owner, that wife, that husband, that mother, that father. I pray for the person who has potential, but they haven't realized their potential because the spirit of anxiety, that filthy, dirty thing called anxiety keeps them held back. But today, Father, I thank you that you love us so much. You love us so much that we can cast all of our cares and even our anxiety on you. We can throw it on you. We can give it to you and you can handle it. And you will take it. You will take it from us. And Father, we pray today in the name of Jesus that all of our fears are now upon you. We give it to you, Lord. We give you our stress. We give you our worry. We give you our fears. We give you all of the stuff that we carried for years. We carried it in our hearts. We carried it in our minds. But today, God, we confess that we cannot carry this any longer. We cannot carry this another day further. We give it to you. You're our God. You're our Father. And when you're able to do for us more than we can ask or think. Father, today our trust and our faith is in you. I pray deliverance. Upon that mind and that soul, I break the covenants. I break the covenants with fear. I break the contract with anxiety. I break and destroy the yes to worry. Mm, God, and I release them into the future, the hope, the promise, the prophecy that you have already ordained and set up for them. I thank you, Lord, that from this day forward, it begins to be the best days of their life. From this day forward, their mind is healed, their heart is healed, that they are released from the prison of their past, and they're now walking into the hope of their future. I thank you, Lord, that it happens. It's made manifest right now in Jesus' name. We declare it done. And so, somebody say amen. Amen. Today, I pray for you. Today, I intercede for you. Today, I take you before the Lord and tell you, you can be free from the spirit of anxiety. How do you do it, Dr. Shaw? Attack anxiety. We've been quarantined. We've been in a pandemic. And from a pandemic, we went to a protest. And from a protest, we've had political unraveling. But even through this, God is still good. And if we cast our cares upon him, 
we'll see how much he cares for us. And I care for you too. And I'm praying for you. You can be free from anxiety. Let me say this. I not only believe in the power of prayer, but I believe in the power of the healing power of God. He is Jehovah Rapha. He heals our body from physical disorders, diseases, and sickness. But Jehovah Rapha doesn't just heal us physically. He can also heal us emotionally and mentally. I believe that. I pray you do as well. And I want you to know that there's several ways that God chooses to heal us. Some of you have been healed and delivered right here today just by this message and this word. But some of you need to take it a step further. And you need to go and talk with someone. It's called talk therapy. Maybe you need to see a counselor. Maybe you need to see a therapist. But we have people in our Rolodex and we have friends of our ministry who can help you, who can assist you. If you're serious about dealing with your anxiety, you're serious about being delivered from this once and for all, I want to connect you to some of our help. This is what I want you to do. If you're on Facebook Live, I want you to just inbox us right here at the Crown Network. Just inbox us and say, I want help. I need help. I need a therapist. I need a counselor. I need someone that you guys will recommend to me that can help me. Or I want you to simply call our church, 718-257-4450. 718-257-4450. And I want you to call us and say, would you connect me with some help? Would you give me someone that can help me and talk me through this season and through this time in my life? Or if you desire to email us, send us an email at admin at crown-ministries.org. Admin. It's right there on the screen at crown-ministries.org. Email us and we will get you the help you need. Just simply confess it. Just confess it. Stop trying to be a superhero. Stop trying to be Wonder Woman and be real and confess, I need help. I know there's been a negative connotation on therapy, but the reality of the matter is this. If you go to the dentist for your teeth and you go to your general practitioner when you have a cough or a cold, and you need medication, and you go to your dermatologist for your skin, and you go to your podiatrist for your feet. Who do you go to for your mind? Just as you have an annual checkup for your physical body, you should have an annual checkup for your mind. You need a therapist. It doesn't mean you're crazy. It doesn't mean anything wrong with you. You don't go to the doctor all the time because something's wrong. Sometimes you just go for a physical and a checkup. And that's what you need to do for your mind. Sometimes you just need to be checked up on. Let somebody who's, who's professional, who's wise and who's instructed in this way, let them help you. Let us help you. Would you help us to help you? Because here at Crown Ministries, we care. We cover. We're Crown. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, I would love for you to do two things. One, subscribe to our show so you can receive notification of our most recent messages. Also, if this message has impacted you, you can click the link in the description and you can give now. We'll connect with you next time on Crowd Ministries Podcast.